Hey, everybody, and welcome back. It's Nick, your co-host for this week's episode of Geekable Podcast, the geekiest show in this reality dedicated to hosting passionate people, discussing our excitement for comics old and new, what's hot in the industry, and of course, all things MCU. If you enjoy this show, please hit that subscribe or follow button so you don't skip a beat. Um, really appreciate that. And it, it helps the show, uh, you know, just appear more and, and be around more. We've been getting a lot more. The, al- the algorithm's been good to us, and it's all because of you guys. So thank you so much. Your your views, clicks, subscribes all matter. Thank you. Thank you. Um, co-hosting this with me today. You all know him. You all love him. You all respect him as probably the person who should be <laughs> leading Marvel Comics as the editor in chief right now because he literally knows it all. We have Anas. We have War Lion. Thank you so much for. We're coming on today, so last minute too. I appreciate it, buddy. It's it's nice to have you back here. It's nice to be back. Yeah, I always love being here. That's why when you ask me, I think we talked a few hours ago. It wasn't that long. Yeah, no, literally, I gave you yeah no notice for this because we had someone who's coming on, and uh, unfortunately, that person got COVID, uh, and hopefully, they're gonna feel better soon. But. Uh, so thank you so much for bailing this week's episode out. I would have had to do it alone somehow, I guess. I don't know. So you're you're the you're a hero this week. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime, bro. Um, and you know what? We actually need a hero right now in us because we're down a very significant hero after this week. Um, so it looks like you have some big shoes to fill. And and if there was one person to fill them, it would probably be you, buddy, because Henry Cable's gone. He got the he got the Oot. He got absolutely annihilated. We have a lot of stuff to talk about today. Obviously, this was going to be one of the things that we've been talking about. If you've been living under a rock, then you probably haven't heard, but Henry Cable is outed as Superman in the DCEU. It's over. It's all crumbling around. Uh, the you know the DCU Snyder verse is done. It is it is just a thing of the past at this point. So, yeah, let's talk about that. What are your thoughts here? I think people got too excited too early. Well, can you blame uh, them? Not really, but like, n- there were no talks about contract or anything. There there was basically nothing except uh, The Rock and Henry Cavill having a friendly chat, and uh, he decided to wear the suit again. So it's not DC's fault, but it's like it's mostly The Rock and Henry's fault. I mean, because I, yeah, like Henry even left The Witcher. He uh, like because yeah. he loved the role, so he took steps he shouldn't have taken them before signing a contract with DC. That's that's true. That's true. He did do that, but I mean, there's no way he. I don't know. I at least in in my understanding, there's no way he would have done that. Having not someone been like, oh yeah, you can go ahead and do that. I don't know. Warner Brothers is a mess. Right, they're yeah. a they're a mess. This they I didn't think they could do something so dumb. Right, I didn't think they could do it, and they they always outdo themselves. This was the this was like the nail in the coffin for so many people. I mean, you you basically told us Henry Cable's here to stay, and then they pretty much made him look like a fool in front of everybody. And I, I don't know, it, I just can't help but feel like that. You know, Henry Cable didn't say, "Hey guys, do you mind if I post this?" And make it official, and then being like, oh, "Go ahead, yeah, go ahead, Henry." Sure, like I, I don't know. You think he just went ahead and did it? I don't know, honestly. No. I think uh, the thing to consider is that when Black Adam was being filmed, uh, James Gunn and uh, his partner they weren't the co CEOs at the time. True. Of yep. uh, DC. Right. And that recent uh, recently happened, so that's yeah. probably uh, that's. That's what affected the matter. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree. And um, and you know, today as we record this, it's December nineteenth. About less than an hour ago, James Gunn, which you know, what was this? Pretty much, I think it came out that you know, James Gunn said, "Look, Henry, it's not going to work because we need a younger Superman. We need a younger Clark Kent. We want him to. They basically want to franchise the fuck out of a out of a actor, and have him on for like twelve movies." Have them appear in all of the different movies, all the different, of course, you know, build up. To, they want to they want to do exactly what Marvel did. And it makes sense. The Marvel method for the DCU works. 
And man, that this was probably five days ago. I don't, I don't even know when it like officially came out that you know Jim, that Henry Cable's gone. But just to read something that James Gunn put on that's been trending now, he says, "quote One of the things Peter and I were aware of when we took the job as heads of DC Studios was a certain minority of people online that could be well uproarious and unkind to say the least." Our choices for the DCU are based upon what we believe is best for the story and best for the DC characters who have been around for nearly 85 years. Perhaps these choices are great, perhaps not, but they are made with sincere hearts and integrity and always with the story in mind. No one loves to be harassed or called names, but to be frank, we've been through significantly worse. Disrespectful outcry will never, ever affect our actions. We were aware there would be a period of turbulence when we took this gig, and we knew we would sometimes have to make difficult and not so obvious choices, especially in the wake of the fractious nature of what came before us. But this means little to us in comparison of our jobs as artists and custodians in helping to create a wide and wonderful future of DC. Wow. He's doubling down. I like that a lot. Yeah. I honestly, especially that he is not caring about the um, the Twitter mob and all of that. Yeah, because let's face it, a lot of companies, even the com uh, the comics side of things, DC Comics and Marvel Comics, they are failing at a lot of things because uh, they are listening to Twitter fans. Right. When you hear certain editors uh, talking or something, they always mention the Twitter fans. I mean. Yeah, for some of them aren't even reading the comics. I know. I know. That's the thing, too. And and I, you know, I do understand what people are like. This isn't about the comics like this is about the movies, but it's like, OK, fine. Well, just OK, fine. I'll give you that argument if you really want. But, you know, the fact of the matter is here that like I agree with you. I honestly respect James Gunn saying like he's he's looking right back at us and saying like, hey, no, like cut the bullshit. no. We're not doing this. I'm not playing this little game. This is this is it. And you know what it reminded me of a lot, actually, when I was reading this? Did you watch The Walking no. Dead at all? No. Okay. So just really quick, a reminder. I don't know if anyone's listening has, has watched The Walking Dead. I watched it, you know, pretty much the season when Negan, I stopped watching it after, you know, after Negan kind of left or something happened. I forget. Because then it just turned into people arguing and it was a shitty show. But um, there was one part where Rick was like, forget what season it was i think it was the season they found the prison and he was like look this isn't a democracy like if you guys want to survive and make it through this then follow my leadership if not leave if not leave this is not a democracy never once have i asked you for your opinions and i'm not going to and i was reading this statement from james gunn and i was like holy shit he's pulling a rick grimes right now from season whatever of the walking dead he's pulling a rick rhymes and he's saying like look no and honestly i don't know i agree with you anas i agree with you he's he's doubling down and i on i i mean look look not not, not to go on a tangent here i want to hear what you have to say about this too not to go on a tangent here but yeah. let's just be honest here right let's just be completely honest that one of the things on the table was a hard reboot right People are like, oh, yeah. you know, that we all want. We thought Henry Cable would stay. One of the one of the things on the table was a hard reboot, and you know he's running with that. So we'll see where he goes. Can he Kevin Feige and quarterback the whole thing? Honestly, if you want my honest to God opinion, if if James Gunn is going to pull this off, I I don't know. I don't know. But he's he's doing James his thing. Gunn, yeah, James Gunn as like the CEO of DC will work well. But I don't know if he will fit some characters. Well, for example, uh, on the Marvel side, he made the Guardians matter. I mean, before that, the Guardians did it. They had like very niche audience. The people who know uh, the Dan Abnett stuff or even hmm. the stuff from Marvel Presents. Shout out the Gu uh, Guardians 3000. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they were niche. And even like he did them well, despite not doing them comic accurate i mean like the mcu guardians aren't comic accurate at all you can almost say that they are original characters right right yeah, yeah that honestly would be my only problem yeah no no my sorry only problem yeah. with him that would be my only problem with him uh doing some characters like superman batman you know 
I don't want to see originals. I want. You get that? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense. I agree with you. I, I think that um, it does make sense. And I just um, I don't know. After I, I thought Guardians One is probably a a top five, top three, maybe like movie in the Marvel universe. I really do in the in the MCU. Excuse me. I think it is. I think it's an excellent movie. It it hits every beat. Um, Guardians Two though, I didn't. Not I don't know. I don't. I didn't really. I didn't think it was anything to write home about. I think he lost it a little bit. What are your thoughts? Yeah, he focused a lot on like trying to make ego a thing because he wanted ego to be in the Marvel universe somehow, and that's uh, what made him lose the balance that he had in the first movie that made the other characters work. Yeah, no, maybe you're right. I. Yeah, it did it just I don't know, it didn't really hit that well. I think Guardians 3 is going to be excellent. I really firmly believe that. It seems that. different. Yep. It seems different. I think it's going to Similar hit. to Ant-Man 3 somehow. Yeah, the, yeah no. The third I... movies are like coming at us differently. Yeah, which I think is great, which I think is great. Yeah. I think Ant-Man needed a shakeup to be totally honest with you. Um I was never like a huge fan of Ant-Man 1 and 2. You'll never hear me talk about them because I didn't really yeah. I liked them for what they were. I love Paul Rudd, but I think Ant-Man 3 is going to matter. I think it's going to be more intense. I think it's going to be more of like a Captain America vibe where like, you know, the intensity is high. It's high strung. It's it's a, yeah. you know. So anyway, we're 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 getting off point here, but just to kind of clinch it off, you know, every indication is being made that uh, Gal Gadot is no longer going to be Wonder Woman. Jason Momoa is no longer going to be Aquaman. Hell, he might even be Lobo, which is a character James Gunn has been dying to use in the DCU. So I, I don't know. It, like, is the Blue Beetle movie is, that no one's uh, going to watch? What? Yeah, is the Blue Beetle movie that nobody's going to watch? Is that in the new James Gunn universe? Who the hell knows at this point? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't People know. are starting to doubt uh, that a lot of these movies are going to be released or even produced. Well, James but, James Gunn posted the poster for Blue Beetle, so I think that's happening. I think maybe it's going to be an HBO Max thing. I don't know. I don't know. You know what we do need, though? You know what I know we need is a slate. A DCU slate. Not that I, not that you all know, I'm not the biggest DC comics fan, right? I've been reading Batman since 2011, but um, I'm not a huge DC fan. I really, I'm really not. Um, and so yeah, I want to see the slate. I want to see it all come out. I think, I think there's a, there's a good chance it'll be great, and we won't know until we see that. And I don't know. I, I guess saw that a couple of days ago after the Henry Cavill exit uh, was announced. Right. That, but I don't know if the uh, I don't know the main source of that, so I don't know if it's a rumor or it's confirmed. Mm -hmm. But it was saying that uh, by the uh, the beginning of the new year, we'll have uh, James Gunn will show us the slate of, of the new DC. Yeah, that I heard that too. Could you repeat that timeline again? When you think you when you think that'll be released? I thought it was like a the couple beginning months. of the beginning of the next year yeah good yeah he should he should do it right he should do it right away like i think the sooner the better because um i mean dude you know what too you know what too i'm just gonna say it too right people are scared to say it i'm not no one is gonna be talking about henry cable leaving like two years from now when we have you know uh Entertainment Weekly is releasing photos of you know set photos of superman and all this other stuff people i think people are gonna get excited again and I think no one's going no. to really be saying like, oh, Henry Cable, like, oh, this is bullshit. I don't think that's going to happen to be completely yeah. transparent here. I, what do you think? I think I think it's going to go just right into movies and people are just going to eat those up. Before I say what I want to say, I just want to make it uh, make it clear that I love Henry Cable as an actor and I loved him as Superman. Me too. He just needed the better writer. Yeah. But despite all of that, he he didn't bring people uh, uh, to see it uh, with Black Adam. I mean, Black Adam was suffering, uh, you know, to cover its exp uh, its expenses. Although everyone knew that Henry Cavill was in the movie. Yeah, right. I mean, it was so, so obvious. Yeah, 
yeah, everyone, uh, most of the fans lost their faith in DC because of the mess that they have been for years now. And that's the problem. Right. Yeah, that is the problem. And I mean, you know, the other problem, too, is like, OK, James Gunn. All right. So you caught Henry Cable out. OK, you're trying to reboot. Does this mean you're going to keep your friends around? Right. Like, are you going to reboot? peacemaker john cena who you're close friends with are you going to recast margot robbie are you going to recap like are you going to keep doing this are you going to recast is black adam even going to be a thing anymore like there comes a point where it's like what are you like what are you like where are you drawing the line Cause that would piss a lot of people off and understandably so if he keeps margot yeah. robbie and he keeps john cena like do you, right i don't know what, what's your thoughts yeah. on that that to me is like come on I think that he won't do that, but because more importantly, he needs to be friends with the actors because he might need them in the future. And I think that he kind of showed that because he talked about talking to Ben Affleck about working with him in the DC, but right. instead right. of being Batman, he would be directing. Right. Yes. That's a heavy so rumor. Maybe, yep. Yes. So maybe he's... He might recast them, but he might not get rid of them. Okay. All right. Yeah, they'll still be in the loop. But end of the day, does that yeah. really, you know, I, I don't know. Does that really matter? <laughs> I don't know. Right? It's like, all right, they're directing the movie. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I see what time, you mean, though. He's not trying to burn a bridge. No. He, yeah. yeah. He's just doing a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly power to him a little bit here, like with the whole thing, unless he starts. I don't know. Look, a lot of emotions here. There's no right and wrong. Like you can feel how you want, but the DC universe was a mess, and it still is. And it's, you know, until we see a slate, I don't know. Let's just run with that. Um, speaking of disasters, right? It's just I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's in the water, but something is is messing with creators' minds here because another project was just confirmed in the Sony Marvel universe. That just won't die or go away. <laughs> you can't even let me get this out. You're like, you're laughing already. Yeah. Anas literally has himself on mute laughing over here because, and you probably will too. The Hollywood re Reporter confirms, right? Not some little dinkly little site trying to make a name for themselves. The Hollywood Reporter confirms that a Sony project has been given a green light for its arachnid universe, right? With Spider Man being produced and starring Donald Glover. The character he's playing is Hypno Hustler, which is a secondary villain of Spider-Man. He leads a band from the musical The Mercy Killers. I, I guess his abilities, he uses special glasses and his singing to hypnotize people is to rob them. I, yeah, I don't know. We might need to cut this episode like, right now and just get off air and just <laughs> like take a baseball bat and start smashing stuff. This is, yo, this is what Kevin Feige's saying, right? Anas, this is what he's this saying when best. he's like, give me the keys and just go go home, Sony. Like, you're drunk. Just give me the keys and I'll run this universe and we'll make it successful. Just, I don't know. There's no words the for that, but what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that? Lay it on us. They have a lot of characters that deserve <laughs> the work that they are doing that are not zealous villains that I've never heard about before. <laughs> It's Donald Glover too. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, it's Donald Glover, like a a pretty hyper legitimate person in the world right now. Who you know, household name type of person. I, I, you know, I could pour energy into this, right? I could sit here and rant and ramble, but I just, it's really not worth it because a, I'm not gonna. I, I don't know. Probably won't see the movie. I always say probably because never say never, but I probably won't see the movie. And. I don't know. It's just, it's just Sony just can't get out of its own way. It really can't. I don't know why they don't produce movies like Je a Jessica Drew movie or a Mayday Parker movie. Like they have a lot of characters that people right. love. Yeah, definitely beloved characters too. Uh, Not just like oh, yeah. like Molecule Man's cool. It's like no, like we're talking like beloved characters that people really have a connection to. And, and if they announced, like, for example, if they announced a Mayday Parker movie, right, with Toby Maguire returning as the old Peter Parker, you know, with his yeah, teenage, yeah, that, yeah, would, that would be a thing that will get people who love Peter Parker, the original Sam Raimi yeah. movies, the new 
people, it will be something good. Oh, that would 100%. Instead, instead what are they doing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's la it's it is it's laughable. It's laughable. Also, you know, uh, there's two look, there's going to be a common thread here, right? I didn't I didn't tell you what we were going to be talking about today really because I wanted to just kind of like like usually when I'm on with a guest, I don't know if you've been on the show, you probably know, but when I have a guest, I'm like, "Look, this is what we're going to run through. Do you have anything to add? Anything whatever?" There's two things that I wanted to talk to you about because they're just kind of like funny and I wanted your like authentic reaction as we go through the episode today. Okay, and one of the things that I saw, do you know what TMZ is? I know you're in Egypt, um, but yeah, okay, yeah, T no. TMZ. It's kind of like a litigious organization, and they kind of like, like they 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 know they they really push uh, pop culture news and what's going on with celebrities and all that good. They, yeah, they kind of do that. They're so, super famous oh. here, super famous. Uh, like the joke is that like. TMZ will know you died before you even died type thing. Like they're on the information. Like the first one. Anyway, TMZ had this really funny thing. They have a show that's out. That's on like every week too. That's pretty funny every day, actually, I think yeah. of the week. And they posted, they, they said something, Tina Huerta, who plays Namor. 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 I need to start saying Namor, uh, who plays Namor is um in the trailer. They cut his like, I'm just going to say it and it'll get less awkward as we, yeah, you know exactly where I'm going, right? They like cut his like penis out of the shorts he was in and like Disney edited that in the trailers. And in the movie, like when you, when they brought attention to it, like you can see that like his, like you can see that it is there and he doesn't like, there is a bulge there and there was like a big uproar and it went viral for less than 24 hours, but it's still, it went viral. Like that, you know, Tinox, like, you know, his, his junk was there and they cut it out. And a lot of people were like, why, like, why would you do that? And Disney was like, look, we just wanted to make the trailer, like not about that. And it was just sort of like, it became a meme for like three days and then no one ever talked about it again. But I just wanted to bring it up because of another, this will, this will all come full circle. This will all make sense in about 30 seconds with a really funny story. I promise you, Anas, like I'm not some weirdo and everyone listening. Please, I am weird, but I'm not like weird, but look, we're all weird, a little weird. I'm a little weird. We'll, we'll, we'll run yeah. with that. Um, And so this reminded me, this reminded me of something in Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay, right. This will all come full circle. Oh. Where Joss Whedon, let me tell me if you've heard this before, because I, I wanted, I want. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this? You know where I'm going with this? Oh, yeah, man, the vision thing. I knew, I had a feeling you might. So I'm gonna let's let's tell the um, man. I'm glad I didn't tell you any of this before because I, I love your genuine reaction here. That let's, was the let's... thing that you sent me uh, that you wanted to say uh, back in our chat on WhatsApp, and then you said no, I'll leave it for the show. Right. Oh, yes, that was it. That was it. Yeah, when we were talking earlier. Today. Look, so this is a funny-ass story, guys. This is really funny, everyone listening. So, And it sounds like you already know what I'm about to say, Anas. So let's let's inform them together. Joss Whedon, who uh, unfortunately is kind of canceled now. I shouldn't say unfortunately because the guy freaking deserved it. But um, he is canceled now for various reasons. We won't really get into it. Uh, DM us if you want to know or just Google it. But he's canceled. He created Avengers 1 and Avengers Age of Ultron. And in Avengers Age of Ultron, we had the appearance of Vision. And in this scene, you know, super famous scene, one of my personal favorites in the MCU actually is, is the Vision birth scene. I love that scene so much. Um, yeah, when he came out of that cradle after Thor hit him with thunder. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yeah, great scene, great scene. Um he Joss Whedon apparently told the, the 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 concept creator board, "Hey, I want Vision to have a penis when he comes out of the capsule." And the Vision board was like, "I don't know if that's a good idea, Joss." And he was like, "No, no, fuck that. We like let's put it in." Nope. So he had them sketch up Vision appearing out of the out of the the cradle, you know, the the box that he was in, and he had a penis, and then he looked at it and examined it and then said quote this isn't what i had in mind this was a terrible idea end quote and they left him they left vision without a penis and that was the end of it and if, I, it, 
it all kind of came full circle here. But seeing the Tino Cuerta thing really made me remember the the whole thing that happened with Joss Whedon wanting Vision to like have a penis in that scene. So I'm gonna stop saying that word now before it gets like way too much. But just thoughts on that. I thought it was funny and it just reminded me of like I don't even know what year that movie came out, but holy shit. I think we were kind of talking about that uh, when we were talking about Power Rangers. Yeah. You know, me today. It's the thing about like uh, the ratings and caring about the brand. Uh, who are you selling to? Are you selling to kids or adults? Right. These things matter. Yes. They do matter. <laughs> and at the end of the day, it is Disney, right? Um, yeah. And those boundaries are going to be pushed with Deadpool and stuff. But, you know, that's i think you know and it, hopefully the rumors too are actually true that disney's pushing to more maybe rated r stuff coming out right that's been like a yeah, pretty firm rumor not even rumor like some legit places are kind of reporting that too this rumor has been going around like since before covid like it was yeah. going around like post end game mm. post end game yeah i agree um yeah and um, so, yeah, I don't know. Just just had to Hopefully. put that out there. Funny, funny stuff. Funny stuff. Um, just a weird, weird week for news. Like, you know, like I, I saw like. Like the, the teen, like, ah oh, man, too. Like, I don't know about you guys, but the comments always make me laugh so damn hard too. like. Like I saw um, like one of the hashtags that was trending was like. I forget what it was, but it was like Tina Cuerta. Like he's got that, like that Mayan dog in him, and it's just like it's just yeah, yeah. I I remember seeing something like that. I can't remember it. It's but... just funny the the stuff weird. these people come up with. It's weird. It's so freaking bizarre. It's just bizarre, and it's just so bizarre, funny. I don't even know. But anyway, enough talking about that. Oh. Let's get into some comic stuff. Um, you know, you and I have both been up to date on on what's going on um, in the world of comics. You know, there's not hasn't been too much MCU news uh, besides, you know, the Guardians trailer coming out. Um, you know, we had some some footage, some pictures of Loki season two that released yesterday or today. Not really much to discuss, really, um, unless you want to get into that. If you have any thoughts on, on the images released, but nothing really. Yeah. I just hope like uh, from Loki to see a Deadpool tease, maybe because would we be are. Great. I would think it. It's probably confirmed now that what's happening is we are picking up with the end of Deadpool two and him traveling through time, and that he will end up with the TVA and mess things up. Uh huh. Yeah. I think that's pretty much confirmed at this point. Yes. So maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, hey, look, I would love that. Um, that would be. That would be like honestly like the same caliber of uh Spider-Man Tom Holland appearing in Daredevil Born Again. Yeah. That would kind of be like that level of like edge of the seat television type stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That would be crazy. Um, and I'm a firm believer too that Tom Holland will appear in Daredevil Born Again. I really am. I don't think it's wishful. I really That's... am hopeful of that. Um so the contracts um, are messy, you know, but let's side that away. What's messy? The contracts, you know. Yeah. I think the uh, the Sony contracts uh, has something about Spider Man not appearing in Disney Plus shows and oh, things like shoot. that. Yeah, I know. But they then would... he appeared in the What If, uh, the What If series. So I don't know True. how. Works. Yeah. Yeah. No. Good point. And I know that. I mean, I don't know anything, right? But the rumors were suggesting that there was a, a renegotiation of his contract. I don't know if you saw that as well. I saw rumors of that. They were renegotiating to put him in the Avengers, yeah. put him in this, do this. I don't know. Hopefully, they can slip that in there. I don't Hopefully. know. Hopefully, I mean, they did it before uh, post Endgame when they were canceling everything, and then they decided to make No Way Home, and it was a success. You know, right? Absolutely. 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 So we'll see where they go with that. Um, and we got a, we got like two images from the Marvel's movie coming out in when is that March, May? No, March. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But 
Um, I don't think it's March because uh, Ant-Man is coming out February next year. I forgot the dates. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's so it's so hard to keep track of it all. Um, it really is so hard. But um, but yeah, I mean, comics, you know, been a, been, there's been a lot of stuff. You know, I saw that we got an Adam Warlock series, limited series coming at us, which I'm very yeah. excited about because I it's love that character. Yeah, long time. Been a long I think time. The last time he appeared was in Jerry Duggan's Infinity. Infinity, 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 Jerry Dugan's, yeah, Infinity Wars. I was gonna say, I think it was Infinity Wars. Yes, yep, yep. It was something like that. It came out with the movie. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the event was unfortunately, it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't good. The beginning was great, and the prelude was awesome, and then it just didn't amount to anything. I haven't finished it. (laughs) Oh, you haven't? Yeah, it's no, I didn't. I stopped. I didn't want to. Wow, you stopped. Yeah. Wow. Anyone who knows Anas knows he once he's you're kind of like me. Once you're in, you're in. So you must have really disliked it. Damn. 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 I mean, wow. Personally, I wouldn't consider it unreadable, but I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend anyone read it. But um It's a waste of time and money and energy. Yeah. And energy. That's the biggest thing. Look, you can honestly end of the day, like like you can waste my money. I've, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't like doing that, but when you waste like my time reading stuff and, you know, comics come out monthly. So every story really kind of takes like sometimes half a year to like bear fruition and get to the end. Like by the end of the day, I'm like, like, that's how I feel about Christopher Cantwell's Iron Man run. I'm like, this was a waste of everything, time, money, investment into the character. It's just like, Really, it, that was bad. And now he's writing like a Hellcat series, and I'm just a Hellcat and the Goblin Namor is writing a lot. Oh yeah, days. he's writing Namor. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's it's just crazy to me because he had a one hit wonder. It seems with Doctor Doom. Doom. I don't know if you read that. That was excellent. I've read it. Oh god, that was so. I would give that like a nine point eight out of ten stars. Like, yeah, really good. I think it actually. It was either I think it was nominated. It didn't win like best series or something, best new series. Um, but it was nominated for an Eisner, and it was definitely worthy of that caliber. But then he just kind of fell off, and it's kind of sad, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's too bad. But um, but you're reading. What are you reading for Marvel or DC right now? Anything? What do you got going on? I mean, I'm reading. I've read Miles Morales just before we started. Oh yeah, how'd you like issue one? Yep. It's really good. Yeah. All the negative comments you'd see about Miles Morales or any legacy character from Marvel. Yeah. You know, especially the people of color or like minorities. You won't find what uh, people complain about here. I love that. I love that. And yeah. Miles feels like human. He is. you know, he's like kind of like Peter in the beginning of Zeb Wells' one. Okay. But in a in a more interesting way, you know? Yeah. He yeah, still that's has good. Family, has people and, yeah, I really yeah. want to go back to the word that you just used a second ago. You said he feels human. Yeah. Peter Parker doesn't feel very human in the Zeb Wells run right now. Nope. No, he doesn't feel human at all. And um, I keep Not trying to spin him, it. Everyone like right, even even Venom. I mean, okay, Venom was a godlike being for like a year now or so, but like he doesn't even yeah, feel normal anymore. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He's just back to a lame version of his nineties version. Yeah, like, you mean Eddie Brock Venom when you say Venom? Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, that. <sighs> yeah. I agree. And it's it's too bad. So it's good. It's good that we have a Miles book coming out that's yeah. that's promising. I I fully I had never honestly trusted a series so much. I mean, Cody Ziegler as the writer has proven himself more than capable of like a solid ongoing to write something like this. So, 
I'd love to see him be put on this. I'd love to see him be put on like a Sam Wilson Captain America book and take a spin on that. Put him on put him on anything. I, I'll read it. Um, but Miles he needed this. He was good and beyond, and yes, Miles needed that. Yes, 100%. He needed it. I don't think yeah. Ahmed did the best job with Miles. I don't know. Do you, do you agree, disagree? Forgettable. I, I think, yeah, it's probably forgettable. I mean, Ahmed mostly, uh, like, Try to rehash all things that have been done multiple times, like in the six one six, then the Ultimate Universe, and now with Mars. Like, right? That was a lot. Like, for example, the Clone Saga. Yeah, the Clone Saga. That, right. Exactly. That's the third time uh, to make it a thing. It's yeah. just not worth it, you know. It's just not really worth it, and I almost feel like when, well, I don't know. Like, let me know your thoughts on this, but I feel like when creators take a name that's been used before, like. Okay, like Clone Saga. Let's just run with that. It's almost like they're beating people to the punch because if they named it like the Spider-Man saga, I don't know. If they named it something, people would be like, this is just the Clone Saga. But it's like they're they're just like they're adapting another part of the story. So people can't say they're just recycling old ideas. I don't know if I'm making sense. It's just lame. I it's got just, you. It's yeah, you get me? Yeah. Lame, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. It's just, I don't know. Um, And Ahmed, honestly, if look, just because we're talking about Canwell, he's kind of another one, another writer where it's like he did Black Bolt, which was great. Yeah. I love that series. Yeah. Hell yeah. That was a great series. And it's probably the best Inhumans book out there. Yeah. Period. Ever. Compared yeah. Compared to everything, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, and, you know, he, what has he really done since? He wrote Miss Marvel and he wrote Miles. And both he of those are. He wrote a are... lot of things that got canceled since then. I don't think that he wrote anything for a long time except Miles. He wrote really? Quicksilver, which was a mini. Oh, yeah, that was a mini. Yeah. Yeah. Then Miss Marvel got canceled or whatever. I mean, like. Yeah. He it got, did. It got like, canceled. Let's just right, yeah. let's say it. It got canceled. He, he yeah. got messed up a lot until he like fell on Miles and he just didn't know what to do with him. I think so too. I don't think he knew what to do with him, and which is sad. Um, it but, feels like they gave him Miles to compensate him. Like they canceled Miss Marvel. He's not doing anything with Quicksilver. Black Bolt ended. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, they Black Bolt like, won the Eisner too for best new series. Like people loved it. And then he just didn't do it. It's almost like, like you know, I think there's something to be said for this. Let me know if you agree or to the extent to which you agree. Yeah. Is that I feel like, look, what's the common theme here, right? Is that a creator will say, hey, like, I want to write at Marvel. And Marvel will say, sure. Yeah. I mean, Cantwell's, you know, prime writer material. They'd love to have him. Ahmed, prime writer material. They'd love to have someone like him. And both of those creators came in and said, I want to write a Doctor Doom book. I want to write a Black Bolt book. And they greenlit it. Those creators came in with like, this is how I want to do it. This is what I'm going to do. I'm very passionate about this. And then editorial was like, hey, we need someone to like help, you know, take over Miss Marvel or take over Spider-Man. And it's like, then they, then that is really to me what distinguishes a very capable writer who can write a litany of superheroes versus just the ones that they come on and they're like, Hey, I'm passionate about this. I'd love to write a 12 issue maxi series on it. And then they can't write anything else. Right. I think there are two things to consider here. One, the editorials and their choices, because yep. sometimes they themselves choose people wrong based on weird things. Like for example, they, uh, they made the writer, I can't uh, remember her name, write uh, the Phoenix Song Echo mini. Yeah, right. I didn't read that. Yeah. They basically chose her because she was, uh, you know, I forgot. Her, uh, Native American. Is, yeah, Native American. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvel's been doing they that a chose lot Ahmed, They chose Ahmed to write Miss Marvel because yep. they're both Muslims. Yep. That's a fact. Yeah, that's a that, and that's not so, even like a like that's a fact. Like that they yeah did that's that, the pro right? that's the problem. Not everyone is fit to write every character, 
and you shouldn't choose creators uh, to write characters based on the whatever they like they yeah. associate with whatever yeah, group I agree. There. I agree. And and you know, honestly, I think this goes back to a point that I brought up five minutes ago. Anas, who who did yeah. I who did I just say that Z Cody Ziggler should write after P Miles Morales Spider Man? I said I said he should write oh, Sam Wilson, Sam Wilson. Captain, <laughs> right? Sam Wilson. Because right. guess because Marvel's been doing that. I didn't even say I didn't even say Steve Rogers or anyone else because Marvel has been like and I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying that if, if Cody Ziggler came to Marvel editorial and was like, hey, I want to write Steve Rogers or, hey, I want to write Spider-Man, Peter Parker. I'm not saying they would say no, but Marvel has has literally made it fact that they want people of color to write characters of color. Of the it, race. Like, yeah. Yeah. Genre, they're like race matching character. and ethnicity yeah. matching. And like, it's just it's 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 very it's not. I don't like that. I don't like that very much. Yeah. I mean, that's reason I think some creators talked about it as the reason uh, why they stopped working for Marvel. Abel Ewing said that for a while. Now she's writing Monica Rambo. Wow. Right. Right. But she said that after writing Riri and when she left. Uh, I don't know. And on the other uh, on the other side of things, we have. These creators, these my, these people who belong to minority groups or whatever, they can also write great characters who are not of the race. Like, I mean, Cody Ziegler wrote a good Spider-Man during the Beyond arc. The oh, true, yeah, right, right, yep. No, yeah, he, he. I thought his issues were strong, very strong. They were. Yeah, I think almost the strongest. Like, I agree. I like this. Yeah. I would go that far to say they were. Yeah, he wrote Doc that Doc Ock issue so well with with Aunt May. That was a great issue. Yeah. And um and and I'm happy. I'm happy that he's on Miles. We all know Miles needs to support and his books really yeah. kind of dropped in sales too. So And Cody seems to love Miles. He uh we great plug right now actually we had cody ziggler on geekable podcast uh man yeah i remember that yeah you remember maybe eight months ago uh because he yeah. was the writer for she hulk the disney plus she hulk show. and i asked him like look you know you're breaking strides in in the in the in the marvel universe writing you know it's only a matter of time you know i've seen this movie before you you start doing mini series and then you're gonna go to an ongoing who would you love to write without hesitation he said miles morales so miles. Hopefully it's a long stay with the character. I'm go I actually didn't buy the the first issue last week, so this Wednesday I'll definitely be buying that issue and um and and hopping on for the ride. Uh unpopular opinion, very unpopular opinion. I'm not a big fan of Vincenti's art. Not not huge on it. Yeah, not yeah, very unpopular opinion. Uh, I didn't really like it and what was it? Uh, X lives or X deaths, sorry. Oh, but, oh yeah. Yeah, right. um, he's the artist for it, but um, but that's okay. Uh, I have a weird thing where like artists I don't like, I'll stay with them for an arc and then I like them. I don't know. It's it's oh. it, I don't know. It's just again me being you know, weird. But if the art is good, even if you don't like it, you can bear to read it. You know? That is yes. I would look. like for example, X Force had those couple of issues. I think I remember them. They were eighteen and nineteen. The vampires yeah. you've written X Force. I I couldn't get through them uh, uh, through the first read and not because of what happened in, in the comic, like some uh, people would say, you know? Right. But, like, the art was really tough. Like, what what arc was that? Can you remind me, please? That was the Kid Omega arc. Uh, okay. Being, okay. So the telepathist stuff by Jean Grey and all of that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I Yeah. I Okay. Okay, yeah, you hated the art. You hate the art. I no one can. Yeah, you know, that's I, that's yeah, that's your opinion. And and you know that kind of goes to what we were talking about earlier, literally today. And us, literally today, we were talking about you know Kasara, Joshua Kasara, a yeah. Stormbreaker at Marvel, probably, probably a top two interior artist at Marvel right now. Right, right? I would go that far as to, to say he's probably a top two artist. That's my opinion, but. Um, you know, he was writing X Force, and honestly, looking back, I think his art was really, really carrying that book. 
um, because he he draws scary and he draws kind of like faces that that make you feel uneasy. And it's extremely rare to find an artist who can do that. And and I think he does that ex- exceedingly well. He's so good at it, at creating like darker themes. That's why I was kind of bitching and moaning when he went to X-Men. But I'm That's glad cool. he did. But I'm glad he did because I think it's all kind of working out now. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I agree. I think that if it weren't for him, X-Force would have been canceled like directly after X of Swords. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because I... since then it it hasn't been really good. It hasn't been good at all. Right. Maybe it's now like just starting to wrap up or something. So maybe let's see how the uh, it will do overall. You know. Yeah. Some I mean... books don't. Some books don't read like good when you are reading them monthly, but when you read them in a trade, they read well. Yeah. Okay. I agree with you wholeheartedly. But I'm sorry that that can't happen. That can't happen, right? Like I I buy these books every month. It needs to be coherent and it needs to make sense. Ben Percy. Jumping from one arc to the next, then not finishing it, then jumping to the arc that he originally started with, yeah, and then that, not finishing it, and then jumping—it's, dude, it's it's kind of like, look, like as the consumer, I'm telling you, it doesn't, it doesn't work, and like I wholeheartedly agree with you, and I'm glad you brought this up because I have this conversation with a ton of people. It probably will read better in a trade. It probably will be way more coherent, and it'll work. But like, comics are made to be monthly. Like it needs to like that's another thing that distinguishes a good writer from a great art writer, I think, is if they can make a coherent story yeah. work and just, you know, because we don't have that in Wolverine and we don't have that in X-Force. It needs it's a hard balance. You know, Ben Percy is a good writer. I, I, I agree. His ghost rider, his <sighs> green arrow was solid, yep. especially during the beginning of the rebirth era. Yeah, yeah so good. But then. He's to, he went to a territory that he is not very familiar with, which is like jumping from story to story without finishing. Right. That's not a thing anyone can pull. I mean, he's doing that. Dugan is doing that. Hickman is famous for doing that. I was about to say, Hickman's famous for doing yeah. it. But you know what? There's a difference but between it all. the three are different. Right. The three writers are different. Yes, Dugan they are. Can, like, he can barely pull it, but he can do it like to an extent, you know? Right. Hickman I agree. is a master at doing it. He's a Although master. Sometimes even, sometimes even Hickman himself, you can get lost and get bored Definitely. by Definitely. 100%. But, 100%. I mean, he's a human. Yes. Yeah, there yeah, should be case happened. studies done on Hickman's writing style. There legitimately should be case studies done about how he puts together a story. Like, he is masterful. It's amazing. Amazing. I think he talked about it a little bit and that... He writes the stories from beginning to an end. I can't remember how he described it, but he he said that he plans it like a lot. Right. And if you think about it, he took years uh, of planning uh, the stuff. Like he has had the X-Men plan in mind back when he was writing Fantastic Four. Yeah. Yeah. And he had Avengers before doing that when he first joined Marvel, you know? Crazy. Yep. And even the book that he will be publishing mm. uh, next year with uh, Valerius Kivi. Yep. He said that he proposed that book back when he was proposing Hawksbox. Wow, really? Yes. I didn't know that. He, that, he said that in an interview. So look, that's a thing that he, ha- uh, he got that not all of the writers got like Ben Percy they called him okay you want to write Wolverine okay right. you're in no? right right he didn't have that time like the years spent planning something yes 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 I agree that's the other thing like when Hickman like every editorial says it all the time when he comes to them with stuff they pause what they're doing and they listen and they hear his pitch like there's there's right he's just one of those people where it's like his, his name sells and that's very rare in comics and I think Donnie Cates has honestly transcended into that a little bit as well, where he is so yeah. famous now. Donny Cates is so famous that 
I would even say I'll jump on the on on board and say like you know when Donny Cates inevitably goes to DC Comics, which he's he has pretty much confirmed. I think he confirmed that back in like 2018 or so. Um, is that yeah? I'll follow him there. I will. I'll probably well, follow him there. You know, because he's he's that good, and I would probably follow Hickman too, maybe. But um, I don't know. It's just. It's just it's it's different now. It's it, it's a very different industry, but I, I'm very excited. When is that? November of 2020. November 2023. We'll get a sneak peek in May in the pre the Avengers X Men pre comic book day. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes even that's still far off. Yeah. May to November. That's like five months. Yeah, five months. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Um, but hey, you know what? Always willing to to wait, uh, however long yeah. for. Knowing just knowing Hickman's coming back is crazy. I never thought he would, but um, especially after what happened in the X office, he's not done with Marvel yet. Yeah, maybe done with the X office, but not Marvel. Yeah, yeah, which is great. Let's see what he can pull off here, and and I think he, I think he'll he'll pull it off. But um, back to track. Uh, what do you think of the late uh, the X Force issues lately, and the X... Wolverine, the ones with beasts? Oh, I actually, to be honest with you, I kind of like it. Same. I, you oh really? I thought you were gonna have a different yeah. opinion. No, I think it's good because for once he is focusing on something, right? Like he's focusing on one plot and it's going. I mean, the solicits for what Marsh came out and he is still go, uh, gonna uh, right continue with the beast stuff. Yeah, I think that's great. And honestly, to be totally honest with you, this is an unpopular opinion. I think I'm totally on board with Beast Hank. Hank, uh, I almost said Hank Pym, Hank McCoy, uh, sort of just being a psychopath. I'm, I am 100% on board for that. This is something that never really happens in comics that much. Is like heroes kind of just like lose themselves and just be, you know, just look, just become insane. And that's what happened to him. And let's, let's be honest here, right? To how much did Beast bring to the table anyway? You know, I think he, I think this really spices everything up. I think it shakes things up. I think it's going to have like implications and ramifications. I think it's 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 great. What are your thoughts on Beast just being a sociopath? As I was, th- uh, we were saying that he uh, Percy might be ending his run, so right. I don't want the ending to be rushed. I don't want another Moira McTaggart situation. Yeah, no, that was that was bad. Yeah. Yeah, I want something to be understandable, right, and acceptable. Whether he's a villain or he is controlled by Sublime, which is a theory I have, uh-huh. okay, or something like that. Yeah, you no, know, like let let it be something done well. Yeah, done well. I agree. Especially yeah, especially we'll because like Beast, yes, he, yes, he wasn't uh, putting a lot, uh, introducing a lot to the table or what, but. He's a fan favorite character. He's an OG, uh, yeah. oh, OG original man. Yep. He appeared in the movies and yep. the animated series. Everyone loves him. hundred percent. Even the non X Men fans, like the Avengers fans, or well, no, I'm from Avengers, but so it's gonna be hard if you ruin that character. For I agree. Those people and don't even uh, do it well. No, I agree. I agree. I agree with you. I think we're hundred percent on the same page here. It needs to be everything needs to be done well. And again, I really want to go back to like Percy. I I think Ghost Rider is a is like honestly a, a like a, a sneaky top five title at Marvel right now. It's very contained. It does its job. It serves every character. It's just I think it's a very good series. So Percy can write. I think he would be excellent if he could just stay on track like what he's doing with the Beast, uh, yeah. the Beast Agenda. You know, yeah. I really do. And um, another thing too, uh, one of the final points we'll bring up here as we're closing in on time here. Um, but I wanted to, to run this by you because the last time I had you on, you know how I was saying I wasn't really feeling Moon Knight, like wasn't really into it. Moon yeah. The Moon Knight yeah. title by Jed McKay. Um, the past like four issues, five issues. Rocking. So good. Oh my gosh. So good. Um, there's one thing though that I wanted to bring up to you today um, that I kind of yeah. had prepared to talk about. And again, the, we're, we're running short on time here, but I this is this is definitely something I wanted to bring up. Is how do you feel about Moon Knight and um, Hunter's Moon 
it sounds like they can't die in the comics. They, they seem like it, yeah. Okay, okay, so... I think, this... yeah, because we, we saw uh, Hunter's Moon with Moon Knight after he died uh, later. And we know that the annual, I think, takes place after issue 17 or what the last issue that came out. It is. Yeah, yeah, no, that that probably makes sense. Um, But I'm not huge because Jed McKay has transcended Moon Knight into like a very like no one can like almost like he can't be beat. And now that he can't die, I'm like, okay, they're they're not making him a Mary Sue. And for anyone who doesn't know what a Mary Sue is in comics, it basically just means like you can get over any obstacle. Nothing can stop you. Your like your power is just like pretty much unlimited in a, in a, in a capacity. But um, I don't know. It just kind of took a little bit out of it that he can't die. I'm like, okay, now he basically can't be beat. He can't be bested and he can't die. What are your thoughts on this? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly reaching out to you for help here on us because I want to love the series and I was loving it. And then when he couldn't die, I was like, this is a little much for me. So I don't know. What can you offer, if anything? Let me know if you agree, disagree. I think um, so far it's been really good. Jad McKay has been handling it well. Yeah. If it's handled well, it will be uh, successful. Like We can mention something like the Mutants Resurrection, maybe, when it first uh, when it uh, was first introduced in Hackspox. People were excited about it. Not okay because that they will see their uh, favorite characters and uh, all of that. Right. But they will also, they know that the writer who's writing has the capability to have, uh, to give us stakes, although that is meaningless, you know? Okay. So. It depends on the writer. Right. Really. It absolutely does. And, but Jed McKay is the writer for Moon Knight. Yeah. Do you, do you, are you okay with his decision? Basically, they can't die. And, you know, it's not really his decision. I think it's an MCU thing that they, and, uh, they yeah. introduced it before McKay, uh, was even in the picture. I think they introduced that in Aaron's Avengers. They did. The Age of Control. Oh, really? That he can't die? Everything about the MCU Moon Knight, the idea that he right. is the conscious real, uh, right. he is uh, connect, he's an avatar of God, just like Juggernaut or whatever. Right. All of that was introduced in uh, Aaron's Avengers. Okay. And I, I can't even remember the issues. I just remember Anna, uh, me and Anas, the other Anas, talking about that. <laughs> really? Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were talking about uh, Moon Knight, the series, and this came up. Uh, came up. I think I asked him when exactly did uh, did Marvel reveal that Conchu was real mm. and not an imaginary thing in Mark's head? Right, right. And he mentioned that uh, that happened during the Age of Conchu. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for your... Yeah, I mean, you know, it's Jed McKay. I think he can write himself out of any corner and any sort of... So I, I think it'll make sense, and I hope they off offer a little more elaboration on it. But to me, it's like, okay, now this guy can't be... be he originally, like, couldn't be stopped. Because, you know, but now it's he literally can't be stopped. And I was like, Ugh, this is a little much. He but. is still the same, and, you know... Conchu isn't a guy you trust, and he's the one resurrecting them. True. Very good he point. Might. And we all know that he loves Hunter's Moon. He loves Hunter's yeah, Moon. Yeah, that's the that's the difference. Okay. Hunter's Thank Moon you. is his favorite. Yep. Okay. I knew I damn bro. I knew you would I knew you would know what to say. I knew you would. Um and on that, uh you, you know, I really appreciate every sort of uh thought and uh you know shared excitement this episode i guess we'll bring it to a close if unless you have any last remaining thoughts anything you wanted to bring up what do you think about strange the current strange uh, series that's oh, gonna yeah. be by Judd McKay again? yeah let's talk about that for for a, a hot sec um for anyone listening uh jed mckay in march will be writing dr strange who will be dr. coming strange. back yes dr stephen strange who will be coming back um He's already back. Well, yes, he's already yes, he's already back. 
yes. but he'll be like the sorcerer supreme again probably he'll be back as like the doctor strange i guess as we know and love him oh, yeah. um, <laughs> thank you thank you that's true um and uh yeah i mean i think it's fine look i trust him like i really trust him if he's coming, making a comeback, if he's having Strange make a comeback to any capacity, I think it's good. I know you were loving the Strange series, and everyone was, to be honest. But he he's, he said explicitly, like, this is phase two. This is, like, part two of my saga. You know, I'm very excited for it. Um, I don't think he's just going to dust Clea, which is what a lot of people are. No, he, he, he said that she is still in, uh, in the book. Right. Nothing changed about the book except the reboot. They just from Strange number one or whatever number ten, I think, to Strange a uh, Doctor Strange number one. Right. That's with, the only thing. Yeah, with flashy Alex Ross covers. That's pretty much yeah. the only <laughs> that's pretty much the only thing that, that I guess changed. So look, I'm for I it. Mean, I'm for it. I, I trust good. them. You know. We needed the reboot for the Alex Ross covers. <laughs> yeah, true. Honestly, there is a direct correlation to me buying titles. That have his covers on it, one hundred percent, one hundred. I love his covers. Oh, they're so good. I wish you could get comics in print. You would like, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully one day. Hopefully one day. Uh, hopefully one day. I mean, you can make it, but it won't be legal. Yeah, right. Literally. Oh man, Cairo needs yeah. to figure their stuff out. Egypt needs to get comics stat. We have. We had uh, stocks back, but uh, I think in twenty eleven. But then Marvel. Yeah. And the people who are publishing it here uh, have just uh, like they have closed and nothing came. Yeah, even Marvel Unlimited isn't available in Egypt. Actually, wow, really? You're using VPN for that stuff? Pirating? Yeah, so you just <laughs> pirating. straight pirating? Yeah, Pir Damn. mostly pirating. But then there are other stuff that I buy, but not many. But like I usually like buy trades or stuff. Yeah. Because when I buy them, I like buy them from Amazon, and they would take like four to five months to be here. Oh, screw that! Screw that! By that yeah. point, it's like the, not even. Yeah, and the prices are like I think at one point I uh, went. I remember it. It was New X Men, the Omnibus by uh, Graham Horson. Yeah, I right. wanted to buy it. It's about like a hundred or a hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, but. The total cost that it would have costed me from Amazon uh, would have been around four hundred. That's not even yeah. That's not even a discussion. You can you can't like yeah. You can't you can't do that. You should see how many comics you can buy in the U.S. for for four hundred dollars. Like it's. I'm pretty sure I can buy four omnibuses of new X Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. Oh man, yeah. Hopefully, look. Hopefully, things get better for you. But um, hopefully. But um, we will keep hoping and we hope that you will keep listening to us as we keep going weekly, weekly into new episodes. Anas, thank you for again being a reoccurring co-host here at Geekable. Um, you know, you're the best. You're one of the most knowledgeable people that we have here. If anyone doesn't already follow uh, War Lion Comics, um, you should. It's just at War, W-A-R, uh, Lion, oh, like the animal. Thing. Yeah, comics um, on Instagram where he's posting just like we do about, uh, you know, thoughts, theories, new stuff coming out. Um, you know, he's definitely one of the premier Instagram pages uh, that we aspire to be. So and if you don't already Thanks. follow us. Yeah, no, your dude, your page is awesome. If you don't already follow Mo's us. happy to be here. I mean, yeah, I love no. you, man. Oh, dude, much, much. Hopefully love, we'll see Anna soon. I know. Yeah, I know. I, I was... he, yeah, he's he's killing it. I I. I hope that he can come on because he was just listed in uh, what was it? Bleeding cool news for his new comic that's coming out, his new one shot. Um, and I, I don't want to be the one to break like the details or anything. I really want him to do that. So hopefully we can get him on then in the, in the next few months. But um, hopefully I was recently talking to him and he yeah. said, it's hard. Like, yeah, to he's do been Zoom call and oh, all of that. I know he's been struggling, struggling uh, over in Moscow. I feel horrible for him it's been atrocious over there and uh that's why i, I don't know anyone listening he, he hasn't been around in a while i pretty much took over the show um so uh but you know we hear your dms and hopefully he comes back soon uh he's he's missed he will hopefully. yeah yeah hopefully um uh, but until then you know anas thank you for for 
for filling in and and being and the, the other fifty percent. Yeah, no, you're the best. Uh, for any new time listeners, thank you for tuning into this episode. We do this weekly. Uh, please come back for more next week. And any old time listeners, thank you so much for tuning back in. Uh, you know, we love you and appreciate your support. Thank you, thank you again. Any um, subscribes, any podcast reviews you can leave us are super appreciated, and they really, really help. I'm not just saying this for clout; like they actually help the algorithm. So if you can do that on Apple or any anywhere you can listen to podcasts, that's huge. Thank you so much, everybody, and we will see you next week.